is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Tuesday, November 15th, week 11. Waiver Wire coming at you. A very pivotal one, man. We got a month left in the fantasy football regular season. Not time to give up just yet. You're in the mix, even if you don't feel like it. You're not eliminated. You still got a shot. So let's work waivers. And every year, every stinking year, we see running backs emerge at this time of the year. So my top two ads of the week are two running backs, two rookie running backs in Rashad White and Isaiah Pacheco. I'm going upwards of 25% on both of these guys. We saw White get the start over Leonard Fournette. Yes, they head into the bye week, but we're trying to get ammunition for this stretch run. So I don't mind picking him up whatsoever. Now, he's not a lock to be the lead coming out of the bye. But every year we get these, and I hate this phrase because it's cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway, league-winning guys. But it's true. There are guys who come out of the woodwork at running back every year and help us win leagues. Occasionally there are other positions, like obviously Joe Burrow was a league winner last year. But who's it going to be this year? I wish I could tell you. All I can do is read the tea leaves. All I can do is leverage my experience from the past and tell you, we these are two guys we have to take a shot on if you haven't rostered them already. Now, I've mentioned them in the waivers column over at FTNFantasy.com. Boy, for I mean, Rashad White's been in there for several weeks. Pacheco's been in there at least at least the, the last two weeks. I know he was a drop earlier in the year, but you know, last week, for example, I was saying hold on to this dude because we really don't know what direction they're gonna go in. Well, we know now. 57% snap share, 16 touches. Clyde edwards lair barely seen in the game. And uh, the matchup's not too bad for Pacheco this week if that volume holds. So they're the top two ads. His teammate comes in at number three, Kadarius Tony. I'd go 20% on him. Four for 57 and a score in his second game with the team. I expect his role to increase, especially if McCole Hartman remains sidelined and Juju Smith-Schuster can't get through concussion protocol. Also going upwards of 20% on Christian Watson. It was a massive performance. We don't know if this is sustainable, but if it is, Aaron Rodgers' top receiver, I'm okay with that. I'm going to take – this is a time of year where we have to take shots on waivers, especially if you have dough saved, like you didn't blow all your fab yet. we got to take some shots right now. Watson's one of those guys. Elijah Mitchell, 10 to 15%. Now, he out-touched Christian McCaffrey, but Christian McCaffrey – out-snapped him 43-24. So we did get some insight from Kyle Shanahan. They're going to use both. Their ideal is that both of them get around about the same amount of carries. But, of course, McCaffrey would be used in the passing game. So you get handcuff value. You may have independent value as well. In terms of being able to use him as a uh, flex option, I think you're going to be able to see that here. Top tight end in the board comes in at number six, Cole Komet, 10%. He's rolling five touchdowns over the last three weeks, 15 targets over that span. This is the commit that we tried to draft relatively early. It wasn't super early. It was like a he was a middle round guy. But this is the commit we thought we were going to get in drafts. We're getting it, and lo and behold, it's happening as soon as Justin Fields is comfortable. Uh, two and two, right? Uh, so he's a top tight end out on the board. If you happen to lose Zach Ertz, if you're going to be without Dallas Goddard. Cole Komet. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 7%, been quietly consistent. Uh, at least 70 yards in five of his last six games. Paris Campbell, 7%. Matt Ryan's back, and Matt Ryan is the dink and dunk artist, and Paris Campbell is the guy who's open in that part of the field. So he's back in our good graces here. 
uh, with Ryan back under center. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I'm going 7%. I'm not going overboard here, but uh, we're getting closer. We're two weeks away after, you know, it's two more games, and then he's out there. He's allowed to practice with the team. If I have, uh, if I'm, if I, if I'm in the driver's seat for a playoff position and I want to start playing the blocking game, then I would pick him up. If I have a need, obviously I'm going to pick him up. You know, there's a number of reasons why I would. If I'm, if I'm in the hunt but not in the driver's seat for a playoff spot, and I do have somebody like Josh Allen, I don't think I'm making this move. So a couple moving pieces there. Allen Robinson, 5%. Cooper Cup's going to miss. I mean, he could be out for the rest of the season. He's on injured reserve. And depending on how this 3-6 and six team does over the next four games, uh-oh, uh, we may not see Cooper Cup until next year. By the way, Dynasty folks, Cooper Cup is 30 years old next season. Uh-oh, indeed. Uh... Nico Collins, and I'm not bullish on Allen Robinson, obviously. Nico Collins, 5%. Probably his best fantasy performance this season, right? 10 targets in the process. I mean, it wasn't major, but the arrow's pointing up. Foster Moreau and Tyler Higby, both 5%, the next best tight ends other than Komet. Moreau is a fringe uh, tight end one with no Darren Waller. Higby could benefit here from Cooper Cup. It's just I'm not bullish on the roster, and can, can they actually put up numbers? I just don't buy it, so I'm not going to go overboard here on Higby. Uh, Daniel Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, your top streamers of the week. Jones gets Detroit like that for his ability to run. Garoppolo gets the Cardinals uh, on, on in, in a primetime spot on Monday Night Football. Traylon Burks, 3% back on the field. Didn't get uh, the big numbers like Nick Westbrook, Akina, but... I still do view him as the top receiving option on that team for fantasy purposes. I'll talk about Westbrook Akina in a minute. Julio Jones, 3%. Finally looked like himself. How about that? All right. I'll, I'll bite. Uh, 3% also on Jalen Warren. Uh, the touch volume increasing for him. He's got the handcuff value. He's not going to overtake Najee Harris. In fact, this was the best Najee Harris has looked all season. But... Um, Regardless, uh, Warren should be on rosters. Darius Slayton, 3%, showed some upside. Actually had him in the wide receiver cornerback matchup uh, as an upgrade over at FTNDaily.com last week, and I was glad to see him get in the end zone against the Texans. Zay Jones, 3%, more of a, a higher volume. Like he, he He's a possession receiver. Uh, he, he certainly needs the volume to produce, but... Um, you know, he could be on some rosters right now if you're in a pinch. Nick Westbrook Aquino, also 3%. So, yes, I do prefer Traylon Burks, but Westbrook Aquino, it could be a one off or this could be the sign of things to come. If it's the sign of things to come, then, I mean, hey, we're getting in cheap right now. Because he won't be, if he does this again, he won't be 3% next week. Uh, Jawan Johnson, and that's the name of the game with waivers. Jawan Johnson, 2%. He has emerged as the preferred tight end in New Orleans. I would still rather the other tight ends, obviously, that I earlier mentioned over him this week, but he is viable. Jarek McKinnon, 2%. Pacheco's the preferred, but McKinnon, we had six catches on eight targets this past week, and he significantly outsnapped Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Trey McBride, the rookie tight end for Arizona, 2%. Zach Ertz is out for the season. I would like to go the other direction, those other guys first, but if you can't get them, we'll see what the rookie can do. I mean, he ran a lot of routes this past week and was not targeted. He only had the one target, so... 
I'm not overly bullish there. Of course, it was with Colt McCoy and not Kyler Murray. We'll see if Kyler can get back this week. Alexander Madison, Samaj P. Ryan, 25-26. This is for you, Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon managers. You should be cuffing, especially at this time of year. This is the time where cuffs become very, very important. Every year we see handcuffs show up in December uh, when the fantasy playoffs are on the line. Matt Ryan, 1%. He's back, baby. I'd go 15 to 20% in Superflex on him. Matty Ice. Ding, 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 chicka, ding, ding. I think he'll hold the job for the rest of the season. Matt Collins, 1%. Very volatile, but with no Hunter Renfro, he's at least in the mix now uh, for deeper leagues. Skoranek and Van, Van Jefferson at 1%. So Ben Skoranek's my preferred with no Cooper Cup. He's shown that he can riff really well with Matthew Stafford. He's actually not that bad of a player. Uh, pleasantly surprised with him. Uh, Van Jefferson's also in the mix, though. You don't know who's actually going to see the the most volume. My guess is Robinson sees a slight uptick, Skoranek sees some, and then Higby sees some, and then you know you sprinkle in Van Jefferson from there. Also, Kyron Williams, 1%. That backfield is a mess, but I'm going to take a shot on him in deeper leagues. It's Daryl Henderson still in the lead, but Kyron Williams did at least out-snap Cam Akers this past week. Kenny Pickett, 1% uh, deep, one-quarterback streamer. He's got some wheels, man. He can run. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Jameis Winston rounded it out for super flex leagues. P.J. Walker's not going to start this week. He's out. So you could go eh, 5% on Baker. I wouldn't go overboard on Baker Mayfield just because, well, we don't know how long he'll keep the job. And then Jameis Winston could be named the starter. He may even be named the starter by the time you hear this podcast. Uh, I would slide in on the cheap and super flex, though, because it's so hard to find starting options there. Not picking up Jordan Akins or Austin Hooper, two tight ends who did produce well last week, but they're just not in the mix compared to the other tight ends. Players I am holding this week, Alan Lazard. He's still the number one. Yeah, Christian Watson had the big numbers, but Lazard's still the number one receiver. Ran the most routes this past week. A.J. Dillon, he is not usable, but... As I just said, this is the time of year where we want these handcuffs. His implied value is through the roof. If Aaron Jones went down, let's see, he just went down, I would be saying spend every cent you have and then some on A.J. Dillon. So we want that type of player on our bench. Don't cut him. Greg Dulcich, only one catch this past week. Uh, He just missed a deeper reception. Could have been a reasonably good day if he caught that ball. It was more of a Russell Wilson, a little too much air under the ball. Uh, but I'm still bullish on Dulcich. And then Brandon Cooks, the fact that he's back on the field, bodes well for him. He's worth hanging on to now. Guys who I'm willing to cut, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Hopefully we sold early, earlier in, or sold high earlier in the year. But at this point, he's clearly behind Isaiah Pacheco on the depth chart. And yikes, what a precipitous fall here for the LSU product. Taysom Hill, the cheat code that he, he was, it, that appears to be in the rearview mirror. Back-to-back clunkers, I, I don't really need to see anything more here out of Taysom Hill. That experiment is over for me. Uh, Cam Akers with Kyron Williams ahead of him, out-snapping him. He's now third in the pecking order. It's Daryl Henderson, uh, Kyron Williams, and then Cam Akers. And then, of course, Zach Ertz. We don't need to keep a guy who is on injured reserve. Uh, you know, Don't put him on your IR spot. That just doesn't make any sense. He's not coming back this season. Uh, it's a season ender. That sucks. Uh, defense. All right, so if you have the following defenses, you're good for this week. Eagles, Patriots, Saints, 49ers, Bills, if you have any of them. I'm good. I'm going to hold them, and I'm just going to play. Now, we want to go after matchups. It's the name of the game with streaming defenses. So Cincinnati faces Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett has three interceptions 
two different times this season he's, he's thrown three picks. He's also been sacked six times in each of the last two games. Baltimore versus Carolina. They're facing Baker Mayfield. I don't even need to tell you anything else. The Jets versus New England. Not only is Robert Sala's defense very good, they're facing Mac Jones, who they picked off once and they sacked six times back in week eight. Washington versus Houston. They were the big hero this past week. Nobody used them, but against the Eagles, they put up big numbers. Now they're facing the Texans. Davis Mills has thrown nine picks in his last seven games. He's also been sacked at least three times in each of his last three games. And then finally, Denver versus Vegas. Denver is one of the better defensive units, and the, the Raiders' offense is just sluggish. So worst-case scenario, you just toss Denver in there and hope for like a Pat Sertan pick or two uh, in that contest. All right, remember, FTN Fantasy Football Podcast, I do those on Wednesdays and Fridays. Make sure you're subscribing to that as well. It's the same podcast as this one with different music and the occasional ad read. Uh, otherwise, follow along with me at Jeff Radcliffe on Twitter and FTNFantasy.com. Promo code RATPACK uh, to uh, get the updated rankings through the week, get uh, the waiver wire article, get all the tools, get all the goods over at FTNFantasy.com. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Radcliffe, and I'm out. We'll be right back.